Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Cinema Gems. And as always, I'm your host, the Admirable Admiral. And as always, we're in a video store somewhere in your hometown. So come find us. Video stores still exist. Yes, they do. And of course, the Honorable Tesla and the Fantastic Miss Frida are here, guys. And of course, the illustrious Butt Maestro himself is here to talk about the amazing score of Starship Troopers by Basil. B Basil Poldoris. It's not a complicated name, Adam. I want it to be. <laughs> but hi, everyone. Welcome back to Cinema Gems. We're another show that mostly talks about movies, sometimes other cinema-adjacent things like TV shows and video games, but you know what this is. It's a bunch of overly opinionated nerds talking about exciting nerd shit. Buckle up. We're talking about Starship Troopers. This shit's crazy. This shit is crazy. <laughs> and I hope that the person that's listening to this is the person that we think this episode is only going to please, and that's Tiny Tony Hawk. Tiny Tony Hawk, this episode is for you. Just letting you know, because we know how much you love this. Come on, you apes. You want to live forever? <laughs> oh, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? Whatever, like, whenever Sundays happen, uh, whenever Sundays happen in, at Swapper Jacks, I just go, I'm doing my part! Like, this. Legit. I'm just like, do it apart. Do it apart. I'm so busy making 40k references at him all day, just going, brother, I need an apothecary. <laughs> uh, For the will of the emperor. Oh, oh, a Tiny Tony Hawk, not me. Got it. Cool. Um, but oh yeah, this is all Tiny Tony Hawk. And um, uh, We're not going to specify who, but one of Tiny Tony Hawk's old friends is in this movie, and Tiny Tony Hawk knows who it is. I know who it is, and the Bub uh, Maestro now knows who it is, but we're not going to say who it is. But let's go ahead. Yes, I've been filled in, but it's great. But it all, it made a movie that I already loved in a weird way. Uh, so look, okay, before we get into the plot of this movie, let me find the author who this is uh, the this novel is based on. Oh, Robert, Robert Hi Ray Robert Heinlein. Heinlein. Heinlein, yeah, Robert Heinlein uh, wrote this novel in 1959 uh and it portrays a far-ish future where earth is united under one federation banner but that the whole system of government is all by our standards today very conservative and very military focus uh very glorification like a of thousand war. times more what's that glorification of war Oh, 100% glorification of war, to the point that you can only have any status in society if you have served in the armed forces. Uh, oh, yeah, if you have citizenship, yeah. Yeah, 1,000%. Yeah, that, that is, it can't be understated. The main pull of the novel, and the novel leans into that in not a satirical way. That's honestly what makes the movie stand out so much, is that it takes the book's content material and presents it in an almost satirical way. The first shots of this movie are all propaganda videos. I'm doing my part. Are you doing yours? And they're great because they're so fucking tongue-in-cheek and they are actually frighteningly similar to... Like, they're almost modern military. Come on, look. these. This is Paul Verhoeven as a director. He's done fucking RoboCop. He's done Basic Instinct. He's done fucking Total Recall. He His whole shtick is tongue-in-cheek. Literally, this is the best part of 
his directing, I think, is that he can be satirical and has social issues, but it not dilute the movie. So, we start this movie, we get all these little propaganda pieces, how you can do your part in the war against the bugs. We get all these mentions of the wars against bugs. Humanity is clearly trying to branch out into the galaxy, and there's one major obstacle, and that's a race of sentient bugs of all different kinds. Yeah. Um, And according to Patron, because we did watch this movie, according to Patron, she just goes, why does it look like a vulva? What? Oh! Legit, I'm, I'm glad somebody said it, and it wasn't either of us. I'm glad it was stated by a person of that sex that could say that. We did not point that out, people. It was not us. Correct? But Maestro? Correct. Correct. Can confirm. So go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to cut you off. No, it's all good. I was just kind of running through, like, the first few minutes of the movie... Uh, we see these students in high school that, you know, the actors are so convincingly the right age to be students in high school. <laughs> totally not in their 30s when this was filmed. Hey, hey, you you lay off Casper Van Dien, okay? Dr. Almont Kringle loves Casper Van Dien, so as a podcast, we love Casper Van Dien. I mean, yeah, no, we stand Casper Van Dien. He's fucking great in this movie. Uh, Dina Meyer as Dizzy, fucking Denise Richards as Carbon, Neil Patrick Harris, like that young boy. This time, wa- this time through, watching through the movie, his character was one of my absolute favorites in the movie. Uh, if you're even remotely familiar with the like Warhammer 40k hierarchy of the Imperium, Casper uh, Van Dien's character Johnny Rico essentially goes into the Imperial Guard. Uh, Denise Richards' character essentially goes into Space Guild, Spacing Guild, uh, and Neil Patrick Harris is a full-on Inquisitor. Okay. I understood some of those words. They get sorted into their different military houses based on their skills. And super psychic genius. Oh yeah, that's a thing in this weird semi-dystopian future. Uh, There are actual psychics in the human race, and they are just being funneled into the military. Yep. That's not terrifying nope, at all. No, not at all. And I love how the recruiter, recruitment officer is like, oh, I'll be saluting you in a while. And it's just like, wow. Like, you're not just, you're not cherry coating it. You're just, you're just saying, you're just, you're just saying how it is. I'm like, okay. So you're telling me that these people who are psychic can convince other people to give them. Okay. You know what? Let's not talk about that. Let's not talk about that. Let's not talk about that. <sighs> But okay, the only so good bug we, is we a dead bug. Whole, yeah, we get this whole opening montage where we see these kids in, on their last few days of high school, and everyone's thinking about becoming a citizen because yeah, that's what everything builds up to in this society. You you get out of high school and you immediately enroll. It's like fucking World War Two all all goddamn. Did you also again. like? But it's perpetual. Did you, did you also like the um, the the arena football? Because I thought that was fucking hilarious. Yeah. I, I thought that was fucking hilarious as well. Like, when he does the uh, the, the weird little re- maneuver, and he clearly runs up an invisible ramp. Oh, yeah, no. But you don't see him run up an invisible ramp. It's, it's like, what the fuck is going on? It's so absurd. Yeah. 
I, I enjoyed that scene a lot. Uh, and then we also get, is that, was that Patrick Muldoon? Yeah. That was Patrick Muldoon as whatever the guy is that's on the other team. Yeah. Yeah. What it's about, uh, what about Michael Ironside, man? Fucking Michael Ironside being. I love him in this movie. I love Rat Jack. Man, he's. He, he's, he's fucking great. He is amazing, great. Some of the ideas that he has are a little bit... Rat Jack's Roughnecks. Ooh, ooh. So, some, of, some of the, I, the ideas that he has isn't the best, and I understand why he thinks that, but that's cool that he thinks those ideas. But, you know, that's his viewpoint. That's how he feels things. Um, and are we going to talk about the one, the great... The Clancy Brown himself. Oh, absolutely. A Zim. He's fucking awesome in this. He is the most... uh, Yeah, Clancy Brown, by the way, for those of you who don't know... Shawshank Redemption. Shawshank Redemption. Yep. Shawshank? Okay, because I was going to say Eugene Krabs. Uh, I was also going to say he's been the voice of Lex Luthor in most Star Wars animated Lex Luthor in most Star Wars animated things? Sorry. Sorry. Really? <laughs> you mean what I know? Yeah, Lex Luthor's <laughs> in Star Wars. Uh, he's, he's been in most <laughs> Superman things. I love how you just read with it. I love how you oh, just went. You're I, like, yeah. I, I thought I... I honestly thought that St- Superman had come out of my mouth, but instead my brain rewired to Star Wars okay. for no reason. That's okay. I'm so sorry. Um, and also, he's done a lot of voice work. He was also in Pet Cemetery 2, and he was also in, I think, the first or second and or second season of The Punisher as well. But no, he's great. He's yeah, an amazing, no, he's, amazing he's great. voice actor. And he's also in Dexter, the new the new blood series that they're trying to move on without him oh, without yeah. Dexter. And it's like, I, I, I believe he's, he was also in the, uh, sleep. Uh, I haven't seen the series. series I've only while. seen the movie. Sorry. My knowledge doesn't extend that far. All good. I mean, say I only watched like half the first season of sleepy hollow. And then I was like, I haven't oh, yeah, gained enough spirit experience to go into that part of the region. I need to gain more experience. Um, but yeah, so basically they, and I, I love how this movie does the, uh, plot exposition cause it has to go somewhere, right? Like legit, it's a computer screen. Like the movie is on a computer and I love how it does certain things and clicks and does things. And that's what I love. That's how it gets away with it. It's cause it's so satirical because it's just fucking propaganda on the internet. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's great. Yeah. It's great. Uh, and then uh, we see we, we we see that Rico gets stabbed by one of the bugs, the, the main the main infiltrator of the bugs. I guess you would call them battle droids, the battle droid version of the bugs. Right? So basically gets stabbed yeah. in the fucking I guess fucking f- not not femur, but the fucking like Yeah. His thigh. And cuts back his thigh. A year, uh, one year early, and we get to see the whole interaction with them in, uh, in high school, and then we get to see his his join with the combatant of of you know infantry, and then we get to see how he joined the army for a girl, but Diz was right there the whole time. 
Diz was right there the whole time. Diz, Diz was right there the whole time, and Carmen like just grew away from yeah. him. They grew apart. Their their life took them in different directions. Like, look, when you're a high schooler, you have a very flawed it's idea. It's like, oh, we're just gonna get married and we're gonna be together, before, and that's it. Like, I feel like you have to experience several different kinds of love to truly understand the kind of love that you need because love is different for everyone because exactly. everyone has different love languages so yeah no shit high school sweethearts don't necessarily get together in the movie not saying it never happens but it is rare enough that it not happening in this yep. movie is like yeah that uh makes sense. and then uh they join up the military and they go to like i love how his parents get all upset with him and we're going to send him to a beach. And then we find out later, not only is Rio de Janeiro, oh, it's not Rio de Janeiro, it's Buenos Aires. Buenos Aires and... Buenos Aires. And the beach that he was supposed to go on is gone too. So he was, he picked the right choice that he was supposed to because if not, he would have been dead dead either way. Um, And so... Then he, you know, joins a bunch of different outfits and ranks up and gets to hang out with Michael Ironside because literally the only three people that are left of his troop is him, Gary Busey, and Dez. Ace. Oh, sorry. Gary Busey. It's Jake. Gary Busey's son, Jake Busey. We have to specify. Who I'm hoping who I'm hoping is a lot less knuckin' I mean, we have to ask him, Jake Busey, we know you listen to this podcast. You can email us at cinemagems15 at gmail.com um, and let us know if you... Like, for what it's worth, we uh, love yeah. your performance in this movie. And I swear to God, he sounds like he sounds like a voice from... I couldn't find it on his IMDb page, but I swear to God, he sounds like every bully <laughs> in every 90s yep, anime. Yep, I could see that. I can, I can, I'm closing my eyes, picturing his voice, and I like how the listeners have to specify that I'm closing my eyes because this is an audio-only podcast, because so I can't see the video. Exactly. Yeah, theater of the mind. You're, you're totally envisioning our exactly. faces that you totally exactly. know what uh, Because like. I post a bunch of stuff on the Instagram. This, this is really fun, especially to uh, your friends at the Swapper Jacks in, in Florida, who have literally never met me and have no idea what I... What do y'all think I look oh, like? Oh, no, one of them does. Context. One of them does because I showed them... Just from how I sound. Uh, <laughs> Did you show, show them the picture of me with my... Uh, where, where I Mike Wazowski my style? With the, the magnet. No, no I have No, I have not. Um, I have not. I did not. But I will now. Um, but we're not here to talk I about. Not. We're not here to talk about that movie. Well, and I'll, I, we're we're not here to talk exactly. about how incredibly. Um, but look, we both are. so we're here to talk about Starship Troopers, and we're kind of going to jump around a lot because, to be honest with you, this movie is the 25th anniversary. If you haven't seen it, the spoiler alert has been off since probably the millennium. Like, come on. Uh, so, yeah. It's, it's old enough by now that I think some English teachers and some political science teachers and some film teachers, this is just yeah. standard yep. watching in their class. And I would agree. 
this is a perfect picture, uh, satirical picture of what it would look like uh, for a future of humanity in which we have put all of our experience points and all yep. of our budget into exactly. the military. Um, and then, oh, hey, also, when they were in high school, you know the blind teacher? You know who that is, right? That's Blanche from the Golden Girls. I have no idea who. Yeah. Patron wow. spotted that out. Patron was like, is that a Golden Girl? And I was like, is that Blanche? And she's like, that I couldn't remember her name, but yes, that's her. And I was like, oh my god. Yeah. I, I had no idea, so great catch. That's a great scene, too. Because, like, I remember dissecting frogs in high school. Nope, here we full on dis- yeah. dissect aliens, uh, and, alien and so bugs. Then, uh, we... You know, he moves up, he ranks up, and then we get to see a new bug. A bug that flies. A bug... A beetle. <laughs> yeah, they fly now. They fly now? Uh, guess I'm glad they didn't say they that in now. this movie. I'm, I'm glad they didn't say that in this movie. <laughs> I would have laughed no, only be because honest, they said laughed. it in Rise of Skywalker. Like, I wouldn't have laughed if any other way possible. In any other form, if any other Star Wars Episode Nine movie came out. Like, I still don't know why that line was uttered in that movie. We see that they fly. You don't need to call it out that they're flying. That's bad screen writing. <laughs> Why? Just for the joke? I'm sorry. We're not here to talk about Rise of Skywalker. One day when we're actually doing a legit Star Wars episode, we're, we're going to talk about how Rise of Skywalker... In retrospect, we can now acknowledge Rise yep. of Skywalker and we were... the ball in some pretty big ways. But for now, we're not talking about uh, Star Wars. We're talking you almost about said Star, Star Trek. Ship, you almost said Star Trek. I heard that. Right, Admiral. I heard that. Uh, I said Star Wars. I, said, I did not say Star Trek. I know. And I'm watching I, a Star Trek yeah, show I'm glad you did. Um, so look. I'm loving it. So basically, uh, we get to see him rise in ranks, and we get to see that his mentor, the person he looks up for to legit gets eaten from underneath and okay i understand that he wanted to be shot he wanted to be killed that's his rule but you could have put a grenade on the guy and shoved him down the hole and blew up the bug that's what i would have done sorry that to me that made the most logical sense and right he wants to die let him go out like a fucking ace like fuck man uh and then we also uh get to see that yeah. uh throughout this entire sequence we get a cut in between um, uh, Denise Richards, her character is his ex-girlfriend, right? Or is that Dez? Rico. Rico's ex-girlfriend. Wait, who's ex-girlfriend? Uh, is a pilot. Yeah. So, so she, it's cut yeah, it's between Carmen. her, her story yes. and his story. And it's, uh, intercut in between. And we see she's a pretty good fucking pilot. Um, and she crash lands. She crash lands. Yeah, on the pilot. planet that they're on. Uh, yeah, because it turns out it turns out that the uh, the human the the Federation uh, analysts and generals and shit way yep. underestimated the intelligence of these bugs, and you know saying oh they're they're uh, the, those big like plasma strikes those are totally fucking random. There's no sense to them. They're not random. They're totally planned. These bugs are like actually yeah, capable of they intelligent are. planetary um, defense. 
So the fleet gets fucked up. Yeah, and they get battle charred and scarred, and they land on the planet that uh, they're on. Which I I know some people are going to be like, the planet's this name. Look, I don't know the planet's name right now. I can't think of it. Don't hold it against me. I'm a human. I forget things. Thank you. Finally, somebody said it. I was was padded enough. Clendathu. Although I don't, I think most of this movie, besides the the part that, you know, the the flashback in the beginning that we come full circle to, with the, it's a bug planet, an awful planet, that takes place on Clendathu. The rest of the movie, I think, if I I followed it right, takes place on a different planet in the same system. Because instead of going straight for Clendathu, they realized, oh, we need to start on the outer things of this planet and learn our enemy as we go. That way, by the time yep. we get to Clendathu, oh. we'll know exactly where to hit him. It's yep. brilliant military strategy. Okay, for a second I thought you were being sarcastic like this movie. <laughs> like the... I mean, yeah, the movie is very sarcastic, but it accidentally um, hits on some important uh, points. And then we get, and then Dez dies in his arms, literally, like the person that he shared bed with, maybe what six hours brutally ago, absolutely brutally. Um, yeah, um, and I love yeah. how her thing is. Not, she's not like, very long she's like, I'm that. happy. I got to have you. I got to have the best. And she fucking dies in his arms. And and then come to find out, uh, Neil Patrick Harris so is like, hey, look, uh, we fucked up, but now we're going to go for the big brain. All right? Um, and so they head to the big brain, and uh, Rico gets the roughnecks. Rico's roughnecks. Like. Yep, yeah, after, after the incident at, and I want to point this out, I believe it's the Mormon outpost. That was established on this bug planet because they hated the whole Federation of Humanity so much that they just established their own outpost. Yep. Isolated on a yeah, bug and planet. And died Mormons, because y'all. they went from <laughs> underneath. They they literally bore into. Yeah. That that's so much of the uh the the Clendathu, the bug uh, strategy is yeah. attacking from underneath uh, and surrounding you and on all sides. Yeah. They're, they're Tyranids. They're, they're literally, if you're looking at this from a 40k perspective, it's it's Tyranids. It's humanity uh, encountering I understand the some of those things. Way not before they're ready for it. Some of those words. The, the Tyranids, a.k.a. the Zerg. Once again, I understand from, some uh, of those Starcraft. words. Not all. Um, you're more, it's we, okay. we yeah. each compliment each other because we have more knowledge and other things that the other one does. And together we make a almost full human, almost, almost full human. Um, so, yeah. uh, basically Rico's roughnecks is like, Hey, we got to go this way. And he's like, wait. And he gets like, I don't know. He gets like a sensation. Yeah. Yes. Or he basically felt as, he felt it. Neil Patrick Harris was like go this way we need this come to find out uh xander gets killed right in front of uh uh carmen but we don't yeah 
Oh, but, he doesn't just get yeah, killed. Yeah, no, and he his literally face gets is his just brain like, oh, out. shit. Um, I was in the middle of eating popcorn as I got to the scene, and as the thing was about to go into his brain, I remembered what was about to come up, and I just rolled uh, up the bag of popcorn. I'm like, um, I'm going to keep eating that later. <laughs> We don't actually see that on. Carmen and Xander ever really fuck, but you kind of get the understanding. But it's sexual. It's like sexual oh, tension a at ton its of chemistry, though. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a ton then, of chemistry there. Uh, basically, they're able to save Carmen. Uh, and... Fucking Clancy Brown's uh, Zim finds the brain bug, and yeah, he demoted yep. himself to private just so he can serve in the in- infantry. That's how fully indoctrinated everyone is into this idea of military service, and how like it is literally one step below. Yes, first yep. first man to die gets to sit with the emperor on the golden throne. Kind of, kind of, uh, oh, what's, oh, what's or the word for you could say if you die shit. in battle, you go to Valhalla. Yeah. Um, uh, Valhalla. And, yeah. uh, then the movie ends. And no other movies were made about this series that we will, re- that we will talk about because they're not that good. I only like this one. I don't. They're okay. G- good, because I've never watched the sequels. I've heard they're terrible. No. I've never watched Unless them. the listeners want uh, us to review it. Sh- should I? No? Okay. We're still waiting for them we to might know not if want we to should put that send this hat off or It's off really again. that bad. We're still waiting to hear back from them on that point. So why don't we not hold off? Let's hear back from yeah. them about that point before we hear back. Should we do more Starship Trooper okay. sequels? Uh, movies, but look, guys, uh, on Cinema Gems we have a rating system here: full gem and amazing movie, half gem and alright movie, no gem, a horrible movie, aka the Incredible Melting Man. Um, what do you, but my show, give Starship Troopers? Because we know what you gave. I know what you gave to the Incredible Melting Man because last that's last week's episode, and people should go listen to that episode. But we're talking about Starship Troopers. What do you give Starship Troopers 1997? I give Starship Troopers a whole infantry helmet. I... (laughs) A a whole infantry helmet-shaped gem. It's, It's a whole gem. It's a fucked up weird gem, but it's a whole gem. I had... I've had fun watching this movie more and more... Over time, the more I learn about world politics and American history and world history and military use and governments and yeah, uh, it 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 just gets it's a better great over movie. time. It's one of the movies that oh, it's and by the way, I also give it a full gym mainly because it's an amazing satirical piece that should be seen if you think that a certain viewpoint is a good viewpoint then you should watch this movie and go, wow, these things aren't really that good. Okay. 
Just know that, like, th- there, there are ideas that pop up in this movie, like, you know, in the communal shower scene. Uh, they're like, why are you doing in the inventory? What are you in the inventory for? Uh, one of the girls is like, because I want to be a mom, and it's easier to get your license to be a parent if you're if you've hey, served it's plot exposition like, it has to go somewhere like that's why up. that scene is so good that's why that scene is so good <laughs> but it, it, this movie just like the book that it's based on uh but the movie takes it several steps in a better direction paints a very vivid picture of a nightmarish utopia that does not on its surface look like a utopia or look like yep. a dystopia until it is uh, so, unraveled um, a little I, bit. Earlier in this episode, I sent um, the Butt My Show a meme, uh, and I would like you... Okay, I would like you to open the meme and look at it because next week we're reviewing the first season of Strange New Worlds that has completed its run, I think, back in June. But... Do you like the, do you like the meme that I sent you? <laughs> of course, that's 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 why I sent it to you. Can, can I describe it? Can I read it? So, uh, picture of Captain Cisco from DS Nine, Captain Dad. Picture of Pike from Strange New Worlds, Captain Daddy. Picture of uh, Jean Luc Picard from Next Generation. Captain Grandpa. Kirk from TOS. Captain Creepy Uncle. <laughs> Janeway. Captain Cool Aunt. <laughs> and Archer. Isn't that... Captive aggressively, Captain Aggressively Isn't American. That... <laughs> uh, Say look, while guys, I'm saluting. Uh, we are excited it's to talk perfect. about it's a new Star Trek perfect. thing. That's good. That got a second season that a lot of people are like, yay, it's back to the school si- uh, cool 60 science fiction era. I've enjoyed just about every episode about Strange New Worlds, and I'm glad that we're going to actually be able to talk about it. No. Yeah, I never got a chance to watch Discovery, so I'm if, really hoping there's not a ton of tie-in with Discovery on this, but I love Strange New Worlds so far. I'm only three episodes in while we're recording this current episode. So hopefully I'll if have time to for some reason maybe, you don't get maybe, a reference to Discovery or any characters that are mentioned there, just text me and I will tell you what happens. You do not need to watch Discovery. Um, you should only watch half of the first season and half of the second season. That's it. It drags a lot. Could possibly be. I don't remember. But there, there's while some like it, wibbly wobbly like, timey oh, wimey shit that, that goes on. That's that person. That's it. Don't read. If you literally need to understand it, just text me and I will tell you. And the listeners can email me at cinemagems15 at gmail or uh, the Twitter is. And the Instagram is Cinema Gems they, Pod. They can tweet us. Um, and also, thank you, uh, Marty and the Arrogant Zerber, for letting us your website, lowrainpictures.com. Also, yeah. Kevin George, thank you for letting us use your music. But back to lowrainpictures.com. Guys, please go check out the Your 30 tab. Please go check out what's on. Please go check out stuff that we know that you'll love better than what we are. Um, begrudgingly come back to us after you've listened to the immense, beautiful episodes. 
what, what we should be saying about lowrainpictures.com every week is that it has something for everyone there. So even if Cinema Gems isn't exactly. your thing, you, you'll find something on there that is um, your style. All right, guys. Vibe. So we will Plenty be here next week. It's another little short episode because we have some bigger episodes coming up, hopefully. Um, but guys, look. We're here because... <laughs> we're two after-dinner mints in, in two Listeners weeks. Listeners are going, oh, yes. thank God. Um, look, guys. We're here because we want the podcast... We want to be the podcast that you want to listen to. A great person once said that's in my ear that's about to speak now. Um, just remember. Yeah. And also, guys, just remember, just remember guys, to email us to if you want to hear anything so specific, our viewpoint. If you want us to review a certain anniversary, if you want us to review a movie in general, if we reviewed a movie and you would like to send out your viewpoint on it. Exactly. Oh, wait. I do have... I. If you have some wait. words for us. <laughs> if you're if you're like, I have a bone wait, to pick I do with have them. A, I did do not have a letter, agree a letter, with the thing a, they a said letter. about this A text movie, message I from a listener. I do have a text message from a listener that I was able... That I, that I was given the okay to read. Um, so this is also the okay. still unnamed listener. Yet to be named listener. Um, okay. Uh... Uh, they go, I saw 3,000 Years of Longing last night. I'd give it a full gem. Sure. Idris was a great storytelling voice. My favorite story was The Sultan and Prince Mufasta. Uh, I also I also like how Tilda Swinton's character, even though after her academic achievements and accolades, okay. all she really wanted was to true, genuine love from someone. A really great film. So I went and saw uh, 3,000 Years of Longing, and I loved it as well. Uh, it's directed by George Miller. I highly recommend going and watch that movie. So thank you, unnamed uh, listener. I'm sorry, yet to be yet to be named listener. Uh, thank you for also giving, thank you for giving verification that I can say it on air. But guys, look, if you want to have your name you shout out or have a name, have your viewpoint shout out. That I'm not saying we. Yes. Whatever, guys. All we got to say is remember... Yeah, include that in the email or the tweet or DM or whatever. Because, yeah, we want to give credit where credit's due, but we also don't want to dox anyone. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But, guys, remember... <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But, guys, remember that... Wipe your hooves and see you later, but remember, black lives always matter, guys. Always. All right, guys. Bye. Bye, y'all.